Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Now back to 95.7 The Game. Welcome back on this Sunday, last day of July. Bill Russell passed away peacefully today at the age of 88. The Oakland, not born in Oakland, but uh, raised in Oakland. McClyman's High School, two-time national champion at USF and an icon of sports, winning, and social justice. Great basketball player, a Hall of Famer, but... Uh, Winning the, you know, pre- presidential medal of freedom. I mean, it just goes to to show you the type of person that he was, and we remember him today. Eight 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 nine five seven ninety five seventy. A celebration of his life. We are taking callers throughout the entire day. If you want to join the show uh, via the call line or the text line, again eight 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 nine five seven ninety five seventy. Comcast business text line. Uh, Alan, we were talking about. Adam Silver calling him the greatest champion in all of team sports and what he meant to the game of basketball. It's just, and again, we don't want to use the word like we have been using legacy. It's so cliche, but Mm -hmm. it just really is. His legacy on the game is unmatched. Definitely. And there are talks now about permanently retiring his number number six, so nobody would be able to wear number six anymore, very similar to Jackie Robinson, how nobody can wear 42, and I'm sure a lot of people have thoughts on that. I don't see why anyone would have a problem. I mean, there's certain teams that have just retired too many jerseys in general, and they they just need numbers, but besides that, I don't see why, you know, anybody should, you know, want to go against that. I, I think it would be a really cool thing for Adam Silver to do, and if you're calling him you know, what you're calling him as far as the greatest champion. And specifically, it's not about what he did on the court because we can sit there and have that argument all day long. Really, you're retiring his number for what he did off of the court. No doubt. I mean, you as a black man sitting mm-hmm. here right now, you mentioned it earlier how how we got to today. We don't always look at the past. You know, someone that was 88 years old and and how they really shaped the world that we lived in today. But there are certain people that you can point at, you know, and Jackie Robinson's one in baseball and Martin Luther King. And there's so many different guys we can point at. But the reason the world is the, the way it is today, and granted, we still have a long way to go. But there's no doubt it's gotten better since the, the 50s and the 60s when Bill Russell was playing. And so much of it has to do with his influence and the fact that he spoke up and he believed in something and he was not stopping until his voice was heard. Yeah. And and nowadays, you know, depending on what you're talking about or who you're talking to, there's a lot of conversation of, all right, well, you can get your point across and do it the quote unquote right way. We, We hear that a lot. And whatever you feel the right way is, I'm a big believer in not putting myself and other people's shoes because I don't know how you experience life. I don't know how you experience life. All I know is how I experience life. And when I see what Bill Russell had to go through from as a kid in Louisiana to when he got out here in Oakland to going back to Boston, Mm -hmm. I mean, you got to believe those stories were just second to none in terms of just understanding where we were. And I think that a lot of people don't realize if you think about where their where it started for Bill Russell and the segregation. I mean, we are in a much better place than we are now. There is no denying that. Nobody would ever deny that. 
But Bill Russell just passed away today at 88. When you read his story and everything he had to go through, I think sometimes we get so caught up in the day-to-day and the microwave society and what's happening next and what's happening next week, what's happening in the future. You forget that things weren't great. It wasn't that long ago. I mean, it wasn't that long ago that there were different water fountains, that there were different bathrooms, that there were different this, different that. And he lived through it. And he lived through it and got to see, and I think a lot of people are probably in their fields right now the same way I am when you think about just your grandparents in general. Because what they've seen, you know, it's, 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 they can't even describe. And when they try to describe it, and when you try to put yourself in that situation, I mean, the history books can only tell you so much as far as how it felt. Right. And I think, again, when you're talking about retiring a number, it's less about what he did on the court and it's more about what he stood for off the court and being an example to everybody, whether you played basketball, whether you played another, a different sport and whether you didn't play a sport at all, just finding a way to stand up for what you believe in and doing it the way that you see fit. It doesn't really matter if anybody as long as you're not breaking any laws, doesn't matter what anybody else thinks as far as how you express yourself and how you get things across. You have to believe in yourself and you have to know I'm doing what's right. And I can look in the mirror and said, I did everything I could, you know, to make this world a better place. And that is where legacy should be used. Legacy gets overused in terms of rings and stats and things like that. The real word of legacy is who you are as a person and as a whole. Yeah, no doubt. A couple texts to get to. 510, the first NBA champion and last NBA champion during Bill Russell's lifetime, the Warriors. Mm. So there's that. And and then I wanted to get back to Filmo Mike's call when he was talking about perspective. And it's just when when someone dies like this, that that lived through it, we we now lose their voice and their ability to tell us how it actually was. Yeah, I know, and their memories. Yeah, and textbooks, you know, they're better than nothing. But at the same time, it's just not the same as having someone that you can look at that actually lived through it, that tells you through their own mouth, you know, this is how it was. This is why it was. Mm-hmm. This is, you know, and, you know, we lose that today with Bill Russell passing away at the age of 88. So it really does suck. But, uh, um, it's a t- tough day, definitely, but a life well lived. And at the end of the day, all you can do is really smile and celebrate because 88 years and the way that he lived and everything he went through, uh, hell of an 88 years. Yeah. And I do think there is a piece of this where people say, oh, well, we, we should have honored him. You, you, we should have honored him more. We should have done this. We should have done that. And I feel like there's always going to be that. It's never going to be enough, right? It's like trying to thank your parents for bringing you into the world. It, whatever we were try to do to honor Bill Russell, it will never be enough because his imprint on the game and his imprint on society, you can't measure it. You can't measure it. So all we can do now, all we've tried to do when he was living and all we can try to do now is just honor him and everything that we do, whether you are another basketball player coming up, whether you are just, you know, uh, uh, any a, a regular Joe, just working your job, just like us. If you do respect what Bill Russell stood for and you respect you know, the direction that we want to go in as a nation, you just have to do your best each and every day. And again, when you come home at night, be able to look yourself in the mirror and say, on some level, I made the world a better place. Let's talk some San Francisco 49ers, Alan, as uh, camp is underway. And we've heard some good. We've heard some bad. Everyone can speculate however they want. And until we actually see them play, who knows the health that the Niners have gone through the last few years with injuries and everything. It hasn't been great. And so far, and none of the big, big time names are injured right now, which is good. Everyone, for the most part, I would say the word we could use is they're remotely healthy. You know, they're Mm -hmm. decently healthy right now, which is what you want to hear. But uh, one position group that's very healthy and that Kyle Shanahan says is significantly better than any he's had since he's been the head coach of the 49ers is the secondary. And that's kind of where you look at last year with the the drop pick. And that was how, you know, some people are pointing to uh, the drop pick against the Rams. That's why we're not in the Super Bowl, yada, yada. Now there's really no excuses because it sounds like the secondary has depth, has guys that are a year older. The, the veterans are back and it should be probably, I would think, the most improved position on this team. 
it's flipped quite quickly, huh? I mean, last year, everybody was just down on the secondary. That was really the crutch in a lot of ways, on top of some other things, depending on who you talk to. We're not going to say the J word today, at least not yet. But that secondary was really the issue. So, for them, I mean, Richard Sherman is extremely high. He tweets about the Niners secondary, I think, almost every day. He might be getting paid on the low to, to kind of gas them up. I don't Influencer. know. What's go- yeah, I don't know what's going on there, but it really does look like these guys are turning the corner. Now you have a- Ambry Thomas doing his thing. Jason Verrett, you know, shout out to him. I mean, look, if you can just stay on the field, that that is kind of the sprinkles on top of the Sunday. If they can, if they can just be enough, right? Because you understand what Bose is going to bring. You understand what that line is going to bring. If they can just do their part or even exceed their part, going back to that not rookie, but redshirt rookie quarterback that they have in Trey Lance, you got to just make his job easier. I think that everybody that continues to talk about Trey Lance just has to be this of Jimmy Garoppolo, that of Jimmy Garoppolo, he is essentially a rookie quarterback. He just needs a good squad. And the, the word game, the words game manager comes off bad. But again, he's 22 years old, and I feel that a good blueprint for him would be no they are who nobody is calling the Niners secondary the legion of boom but russell wilson when he won that super bowl and when he almost won that second super bowl yeah he did his thing a lot i think he was a smidge underrated as far as the things that he did but at the end of the day they weren't asking him to do too much so if trey lance just has to do his part and not mess things up very similar to that the guy named jay as well I think he'll be fine. But again, it's easier said than done. And I do feel that there's some people underselling. I'll say his name now, Jimmy Garoppolo, and what he did yeah. throughout this, you know, throughout his career well, to say, he, if Jimmy can just do this, all Trey has to do is that. Easier said than done. Yeah, and the word is he was serviceable, right? And some people say, well, we need Trey Lance to be more than just serviceable. We traded all these picks for him. Mm-hmm. We mortgaged our future for this guy. I'm saying he, this he season, better. but this, this season, season. This yeah, season. He, he's 22. He's got not a ton of experience. He he played his college ball, you know, he played his college ball at uh, South Dakota State, North, North Dakota, Dakota, State, North Dakota yeah. State. Excuse me. What what's just the one with uh, Mount Rushmore? North Dakota, North Dakota. <laughs> Yes. South Dakota is a myth. There's always the saying one of the Dakotas is a myth because you don't know anyone that's actually grown up there. The Jackrabbits. But uh, North Dakota State. So he played FCS football, and now he's coming in to lead this team. But from everything we've heard, he's got all the talent in the world. He's a playmaker. He's got all the smarts. So if you put those things together, I know from day one he may not be great. But if by week eight, week nine, he's starting to turn turn that corner and, and show some improvements and some signs of life, then yeah, if you get serviceable for eight games and in the last eight game, nine games now, last nine games of the season, there's not really a halfway point anymore. But last nine games of the season, he's solid. He's you know better than solid. I think you'll take it in year one. No, I think you definitely you you. I mean, number one, you have to. Right, you you can't see any type of everyone around him and every position around him is elite. So because of that, he doesn't necessarily need to be elite this year. But you still want him to be better than serviceable, and you need him to improve throughout the year. Because if there's any doubt that by week 15, week 16, all right, this guy may not be the quarterback of the future, then you're in trouble. And if you're a fan or if you're in sports talk radio, whatever it may be, that's where all the chatter starts creeping up. It's tough. When you look at it, but at the same time, it shouldn't be because some people don't like to look at the schedule, like the schedule watch. I think as a fan, it's very fun to sit there and say, with all the hope in the world, this is what my team's record is going to be. And I know a lot of people do it. And that's what I'm going to get into now, because you go up against Justin Fields and a team that is not supposed to be very good in Chicago. You have to go to Chicago albeit that, you know, so that's not easy, but you have to go to Chicago and face a team that's not supposed to do anything this season. Actually, my take on Justin Fields is I wouldn't be surprised, Chuck. I wouldn't be surprised if Justin Fields ends up being the next David Carr because what happened is he got drafted to a, a team in flux. The guys that drafted him are no longer there. There are their quarterbacks every single year. That team is not going to be good for now. Now you're going to blink. There's going to be three years. If Justin Fields doesn't show extreme flashes, they have no ties to him. They would get him out of here, out of here. That's how it is in the NFL. Yeah. So 
it's a very important game for the Niners, and it's because they need to win this game. When you look at the rest of their schedule, the Bears not so much because they're not expected to do anything. But just in those first two weeks, you got to go to Chicago, and then I don't know who's going to be the quarterback for the Seahawks when they come to Santa Clara. Is it going to be Jimmy? Chuck, please don't let Trey Lance lose to Jimmy week two. It's not going to be Jimmy. It's it's our guy that's that's throwing darts right now from the Denver Broncos. Ooh, tier five and oh, Drew Locke. Yeah. Drew Locke, tier four. Uh, that brings me to this point. Is there any other answer to most improved in the NFC West? Because everyone was good last year. Mm-hmm. So if there was the bet out there, hey, who's who's winning the most games compared to last year? Who's going on the biggest upswing this year in the NFC West? I would think the unanimous answer would be the Seattle Seahawks, but at the same time... It's a low bar. At the same time, they may stink. Yeah. So... I don't know. The Rams won a ton of games. Maybe the Cardinals, who won a ton of games. No, the Cardinals, for me, are going... It's probably the Niners. Cardinals are going in the opposite direction. Cardinals, this whole thing with Kyler Murray, it's... Before this Kyler Murray Why the Cardinals slander? Because they were the darlings last year. I don't believe Cliff Kingsbury. I believe he's a very good-looking guy. He looks like Ryan Gosling. He's got a sweet house. Have you seen that thing? He makes people feel comfortable. Have you seen his house? I mean... Is that where, I mean, isn't he, that where they he, kick he, it for the draft he sometimes? Had a, he, had, yeah. he, he had the draft the other year and just open open space in his living room, overlooking a pool, beautiful. I mean, God. I'm telling you, man, large, look, man. I'm just saying right now, it is well documented that good-looking people have an easier life in a lot of perspectives. That's just a fact. Why, been, why doesn't Jimmy Garoppolo have it easy out here? Because he's taking he's. I don't understand the Garoppolo that, slander. That actually I really is don't. a good call. I, I, I here. Well, but, I'll but, look but, at it this way. I, I love I love the the Trey Lance pick. I, I'm going to stand by that while he continuously gets somewhat slandered by some. Mm-hmm. I mean, there are plenty out there that believe in this guy, but there are some out there who say that was a bad pick. They should have taken Mac Jones. They should have taken Justin Fields. They should have taken anyone else but this guy that they took. I'm standing by that take. But at the same time, I just don't understand it with Niner fans. Jimmy Garoppolo, and yes, I know the saying is he took them there in spite of, you know, Mm -hmm. the the Niners made the Super Bowl in spite of Jimmy Mm -hmm. Garoppolo. But at the same time, leadership means something. Uh, Managing an offense means something. And the fact that he was able to... I mean, forget the year that he wasn't healthy. That doesn't count. So the last two years that he played, Super Bowl runner-up, an NFC championship game almost towards the Super Bowl, and instead they're looking at this guy and they're saying, eh, you know, he missed that throw in the Super Bowl, and he missed a few throws and and threw a few picks against the the Rams that costed them. I just, I I don't feel like he gets any respect. Well, don't get me wrong. I'm just saying the good looks, it can only get you so far. It can only get you so far. And I would say also... I would revise my statements when it comes to direct performance. I would say it's to get to that position. Like Cliff Kingsbury probably had no business ever being an NFL head coach. Let's be honest. I mean, he didn't even have a great record at Texas Tech with Patrick Mahomes. We still don't really know why he got the job. I think it's just the the offensive attack. The, the way that his offenses are operated is, is kind of the popular play right now in the NFL. Mm-hmm. And that's why he was brought in. But yeah, I mean, I agree with that wholeheartedly. Why it, can, is it? It, it can only go so far. And I feel like, look, man, you look great in those shades, but we're going to need some W's and we're going to need some actual playoff victories because that seat, I don't know if your car's got seat warmers and you can turn them up however you like when it gets chilly in the bay. It's starting to get pretty warm for Cliff Kingsbury. And you know as well as I do, in the NFL, they don't care about contract extensions. The money is whatever. We're getting you out of here. So I don't care that he just signed an extension. When you know They will get him out of there if he is not performing. And my guess is that the, the Cardinals, by the way, they have an awful, and I mean awful, start of their schedule. They start out with the Chiefs. Then they go up against the Raiders. That's the, that's their first two weeks. They could easily be 0-2, and, and I would be extremely surprised if they were 2-0. I have never seen a team stock just plummet more in the last... I mean, we're talking a, a $300 stock about six months ago that's now dropped down to a penny stock that's at about you know $5.25 per share when it comes to the Arizona Cardinals. They were 7-0, and Entering, I guess, right before Halloween last year, they were ten and two after their bye week, 
and then they finish up the season 11 and 7. So they finished out the year 1 and 5. So yeah, you can point to that and say they're trending the opposite way, but at the same time, they were damn good last year and no one is giving them a shot. And they no. have players. They do. They do and we could be wrong. We could be we could be totally wrong. What's so tough about the NFL is it all comes down to health. You it look does. you look at a team that's, entering that's, the year and but it's that's just, baseball. I mean, that's basketball too. Basketball is another huge one, right? But football more than any, because they go down so quickly and so often. I mean, every team every year has yeah, but someone you can that's hide going down. More, there's more. There's eight thousand players on a football roster, but there's also a lot less significant injuries in basketball, for example. I mean, how many guys went out for the season this year, aside from Murray? No, well, well, that's well, this is a bad example because you got Murray and Michael Porter Jr. on the same team. But, but aside from those two, who? Well, what I'm saying, no, no, Kawhi. I'm saying more yeah. so. Well, Kawhi, Paul George barely played. I'm saying more so playoffs. Like playoffs, if your star guys are good for the NFL, you'll be solid. Basketball, you can't afford anybody because you lose somebody for one game, that could that could ruin everything. You know what I mean? It doesn't it doesn't really make a difference. But going back to the Niners schedule, you got the Bears, then you got the Seahawks, and then you have the Broncos. And I would say that you have to you have to just assume a loss if you're being objective and you want to. So what you do when you're looking at a schedule, you'll say, all right, I'll say loss against the Broncos. But then we're definitely going to get one against the Rams. Or maybe you say we sweep the Seahawks. You got to let things even out. Besides that, after you go to Denver, you have the Rams at home. But then after the Rams, you get Carolina who they have Baker Mayfield, sure, or Sam Darnold, whoever ends up being the starter. They're not good. Matt Rule, he, his seat is hot as well. And then after that, you have the Falcons, Marcus Mariota. That's that. You're not really afraid of that. So the Niners have an opportunity before they go up against the Chiefs in late October because after that, after they play the Falcons, they go Chiefs, Rams again, and then Chargers. That's where things can get a little sticky. Then after that, you have the Cardinals, who the Cardinals is this weird rotation. This is weird cycle in the in the in the West, where in the NFC West, where the Cardinals just have kind of had the Niners number. I mean, they they can beat the Niners with anybody as well, their Seahawks, too. Look at last year. Seahawks, is, they're always good for a split. I feel last year they took both. Yeah, took both and were not good whatsoever last year. I know game one, there was a little more promise there with, with Wilson and they were fully healthy and actually expected to be something at that point. But uh, let me ask you this text line. And of course, the number 888-957-9570 to join the show via the call line or the text line. Shoot us a text with your answer here. What game are you most excited about as a fan to watch this year? Because I think the answer may be unanimous. New Year's Eve. Yeah. Raiders in Vegas for the first time. Mm-hmm. That's going to be a spectacle. Oh, I mean, it to me, that was my that's my random dark horse pick for the Super Bowl, mainly because I just want to see it. So I'm saying that New what, Year's, the, that matchup, Raiders oh, yeah. Niners. Oh, yeah, that's what I'm going with because that's what I want to see. It would be, it would be, you think, you think Carr's got it in him? If he doesn't have it in him this year, it's not, it's not happening. I mean, this is the year for him, and I get it. He's he's very similar to where the Giants are in a tough division going back to baseball, but he's got the weapons. If he wants to be get kicked out of that Kirk Cousins, we don't know where you are area, you know, I'd say I'd say everybody would say he's better than Tannehill, but how much better? I think you could go back and forth on. If he wants to shut all that up, at least make a deep playoff run. At least how about this? Win a playoff, you know, like you got to get it done somehow. He's gotten them there. Now win one. Uh, they just looked so bad last year against the Chiefs. Outside of that, they they weren't they weren't bad by any means. I mean, they were well. Depending on who you're talking they to, were play the Chiefs away are from, cooked. Yeah, without Tyreek, Patrick Mahomes all of a sudden is not good. Can't can't do anything after a second read. Even though we've seen him scramble and make plays time and time again, it. And I'm gonna I continue to use this word. The narratives. So now everybody's on Josh Allen, who was fighting with his teammates. You see that yesterday during practice. But now everyone's on the Josh Allen train. It's just Patrick Mahomes fatigue. That's what it is. They don't like his brother. They don't like the TikToks. They don't like his wife for whatever reason. So all of a sudden, you know what? Now we like Josh Allen. Now now, now Josh Allen is, is the fun thing. Dude, so my wife, Kylan, 
uh, sports anchor at Cron. She's uh, semi TikTok famous. She's got like thirteen thousand. Mm-hmm. So let's let's say locally famous mm-hmm. on TikTok or whatever. And the tweets that blow up the most that get I'm talking not tweets TikToks that get like fifteen million. Whenever she does something about Mahomes and his wife. They're always ripping the wife. I'm just, telling just you. Just comments, they all go viral. They I'm love it. I'm telling them. you. Like when she sprayed the champagne, everyone's like, that girl oh, stinks. Yeah, she Terrible. Stinks. Terrible. Let that have been somebody on the Niners or or, or just not even, it's not even a Bay Area thing. This is just a uh, an NFL thing. Everyone's just tired of them. They're just tired of them. Yeah, no doubt. Coach Duran, we see you on the line. We're getting to you after the break, but we are up against it. It's Chuck and Allen on 95.7 The Game. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Now back to 95.7 The Game. Hope you all are having a great Sunday. Chuck Walter, Alan Styles, with you until 5 o'clock here on 95.7 The Game. The news this morning, Bill Russell passed away at the age of 88. Raised in Oakland, two-time national champion at USF in 55 and 56. Cornerstone of the Celtics dynasty that won eight straight titles and 11 overall. Hall of Famer, received the Presidential Medal of Freedom. Amazing basketball player. And a better person off it. Stuck to his values, spoke out for what he believed in and helped change the world and move the world in a positive direction. Uh, you have some more fun facts for us? Yes, I got some fun facts that you may not have known about Bill Russell. So here they go. Bill Russell holds the NBA Finals record for most rebounds in a game. I'm going to guess 42. 40 even. Okay. Russ, Russell was the first NBA player to average over 20 rebounds a game for a full season, which he did his rookie year. That's nuts. Yeah. <laughs> I, I got to ask, who in the NBA has averaged 20 in the modern era? I mean, I imagine Rodman 20, did it. Yeah. 20 a game? About to find out if Rodman did it. 20 a game. If Rodman didn't do it, no one did. 20 is... Uh, Rodman, 18.7 was as high as he got. So wow. he didn't even get 20. So I would imagine that no one's that one else. 20. And he did it his rookie year. Right. Damn. He became the first black head coach in NBA history when he was hired as a player coach in 1966. He won two championships out of the three years as a player coach. Bill Russell is one of four players to win an NCAA championship 
and an NBA championship in back-to-back years, joining Henry Bibby, Magic Johnson, and Billy Thompson. He never lost a winner-take-all game in the playoffs, 10-0 in Game 7s, and 1-0 in a Game 5 in a first-round series. Bill Russell was also a host of Saturday Night Live in 1979, and in 1980, Bill Russell was voted greatest basketball player in NBA history by the Professional Basketball Writers Association of America. Boom. Yeah, I mean, that puts into perspective the on-court. Just incredible, incredible statistics that he had. Um, and it, it goes a lot further than just the the 15 points and 20 rebounds that he averaged for his career, which is very impressive. But the 11 championships, even in a day and age where there was only 12 teams, I mean, they're all getting paid the same, mm-hmm. you know, especially back then. They were all getting paid the same. I do want to bring up the text line. We have one of the angriest texters in, in the history of the Comcast business text line, 408, when we were talking about Cliff Kingsbury and, and how sick his house was mm-hmm. and just I- incredible. He said, is this a joke? The Cardinals coach is in an Airbnb. How do you not know this? Please admit you were wrong on air. I didn't address it because I'm not wrong, 408. And then like 10 minutes later, he's still listening. Gutless. He said, he called us gutless. Turning off the show. Hey, how not you, me. You how brought can you it talk up. fake news and admit you're wrong, Matt, on line one? Um, that was Sean McVay, the Airbnb. That I was the I remember Sean McVay. Every, I don't, every re- I don't even remember. Says it was his house. Yeah. It was Cliff's. I'm going to believe you. But you I'm know right. what? If this sink is ship, if this I'm sh- right. sh- ship is sinking, I am getting off because you started it. I had no. I had no part of it, 408. No part of it. All right, Coach Duran, we're going to get to you in just a minute when we get back to some football talk, but we do have Burton on the line who grew up in Boston, saw Bill Russell play. Now is a very opportune time to bring him in. Burton, you're on with Chuck and Allen. How are you today, my man? I'm fine, thank you. Yeah, I just wanted to say that as a, as a college student, I, I went to Celtics. I was a diehard Celtics fan. I watched him play, saw him a few times. He was... He was amazing. When I just remember him when there was a scrum, he came out of it with a ball, passing it to other players. He was he was known even way back then as a great person. When I went to my 50th Harvard reunion in 2007, I saw him get Harvard gave him an honorary degree, law degree, in 2007, citing him for his his uh, pursuit of justice and his kindness as a person. So he's just he's not only a great basketball player who just stands out, but also just a, a really fine person over all these years. I'm a Warriors fan now, but he, I remember him as Celtics, and I'm just glad I had the opportunity. Thank you. Thanks for the call, Burton. Yeah, everyone knows how good a player he was. Mm-hmm. I mean, the fact that Adam Silver's coming out, calling him the greatest champion in the history of team sport, the fact that he won all these titles. Phil Jackson said, you know, before Michael, he was the greatest basketball player to ever play the game. You know, that's that's Phil Jackson. That's a guy that's that's lived through it all, that's seen all these different eras, that's coached all these different eras right. that has said that. So there's no doubt about that. But now that he has passed at the age of 88 and we're hearing more and more about the man that he was it sounds like he had a great sense of humor mm-hmm. um and you see it from him flipping the bird at Barkley that one time and he was asked about it he's like I forgot it was on live tv it's just it was instinct whenever I saw Chuck you know right that right. was just what I did um seems like he had a great sense of humor and and again the biggest thing just standing up for what he believed in and um leaving the world better than when he found it it's all you can do in life. There you go. There you go. I do have a note because when we were talking about average rebounds per game, and this is just absurd, somebody from the 510 chimed in and said Wilt. Well, so they, I they're looked similar up, players. They I ran looked up the Wilt, the same and way. he averaged, his career was 22.9 rebounds a game. Who, Wilt? Wilt. And Russell was? Russell was. I got it up. Yeah. Russell was uh, 22-5. So, I mean, (laughs) two records that aren't going to be broken anytime soon. Right, right. Incredible. 
All right, football talk. Coach Duran from Union City is on the line. We were talking about the game of the year before the break. I made the statement for everyone that the game of the year would have to be, I mean, maybe you could throw one of the Rams games in there, but Raiders 49ers in Vegas at the Death Star on New Year's Eve. I mean, what's better than that, Coach Duran? Hey, what's up, fellas? Yes, Raiders, Niners, Las Vegas, the Pandemonium, and Firecrackers are going to be blasting off this year. The Black Pearl, Silver and Black Pirate, we're going to ride hard in the ocean this year. Raider Nation, here we come. All right, Raiders. Coach Duran, i got to ask you this. The over-under win total for them, I believe, is set at 8.5, which seems a little bit low. You riding with the over? Yes, I'll ride with the over. All right, thanks for the call. Coach Duran, uh, Styles, you're riding with the over. You said they're your Super Bowl pick. I know you're talking it into existence. I am. But at the same time, on paper, I don't hate it. Well, the problem is it's just a division. I mean, you got to play the Chargers twice, the Broncos twice, and the Chiefs twice. That's that's why Vegas put Vegas where they're at. None of the Even if you split, that's not great. Then besides that, you also have to face, okay, so let's go through it now. You, They start off with the Chargers, the Raiders do. Then they obviously have the Cardinals like we talked about. I don't know what to make of the Titans. I don't know. I can't flip a coin. I, you could easily win or you look back. I feel like if you lose to the Titans, nobody ever says, yeah, they really beat us. You always have to do, even with King Henry, you always have to do something wrong. For At the least Titans. coming off the injury. Right. You always have to do something wrong. To lose to the Titans. Nobody just says, yeah, the Titans just beat us. Everybody that the Titans beat, somebody did something wrong. Then they have the Broncos. Then the Chiefs. Obviously, you get the Texans. Saints, I have no clue what to do with them. Jags, that's a W. Colts, that's a tough one. I mean, the the Raiders, they get a break at some point with the Seahawks. But the Raiders have a pretty, pretty darn tough schedule. They have the Rams as well. They have the Patriots. They have the Steelers who... I don't know what the Steelers are, honestly. I mean, it's Mitch Trubisky. But Terrible. I would go. They're, have they're to saying, go over Mason, they're saying Mason Rudolph for the Steelers is, you know, may still be the guy there, which I find hard to believe with the way that he's played. Mason I, Rudolph? Yeah. Over Trubisky? Yeah. Already. I know Trubisky threw a couple picks the first day, and the fans were chanting, bring in Kenny Pickett. So I don't think anyone's yelling, bring in Mason Rudolph. CBS Sports, quote, Steelers' Mason Rudolph has great shot at winning starting QB job, according to their offensive coordinator. And if he wins their starting quarterback job, I mean, I find it hard to believe that the Steelers, but at the same time, Pittsburgh's one of those teams. Like that. Thank you for the drop. Pittsburgh's one of those teams that, like, I guess the St. Louis Cardinals in baseball, you can point at, they're just, they're always solid. They're always like the, solid, the Cardinals. But the Cardinals. If you look at their last twenty years, I think eighteen or nineteen of the last twenty years, they've had winning seasons. The question is right, and it's same with Tomlin. Never had a losing season, but that doesn't mean you are. The question. I mean, when you're talking about the Steelers, this is a team. This is an organization that is built upon championships. Saying, "Oh, well, we had a winning season." I mean, that's a pretty low bar for somebody with the Lombardis that they have. So I don't think that's going to fly for much longer. I think it flew because of Ben Roethlisberger and the the skeleton that they brought out there for his last season. He'll get one more pass, Tomlin will, this next season. That's why I continue to scream it from the mountaintops. I thought the Steelers would be in on Jimmy. I really did. I mean, they have the weapons. Decided to go the Trubisky route. You pay him for two years. Obviously, they didn't pay him very much money. And now all of a sudden, Mason Rudolph is is picking up the slack. I mean... It just seems like as much as we talk about, if we're being honest, as much as we talk about the Giants in that direction, feels very similar if you're the Steelers. I mean, you're throw them all in the, in the limbo category. All these teams that they're not bad, they're not great, they're, I guess you could consider good, but nobody, and I mean nobody, is afraid of them. Yeah, nobody. Errors and omissions, uh, 650 says that the game is on New Year's Day, not Eve. He is correct. Uh, They're Raiders, on you today. Raiders, 49ers. On, eh, if I'm wrong, yeah. I'll just I'll say it right there. So, yeah. so January 1st, the Raiders and Niners play. But as for the Cliff Kingsbury, the, the Matt saying, calling us gutless, he, he hasn't chimed in yet because he knows we're right. He, he looked it oh, up. Oh, leave and, it be. Um, anyways, no, the, the Steelers, 
you say they're in that category of I don't know what they're going to be. I mm -hmm. think they're going to be bad. I, I, yeah. I truly do. And it's hard to to say because the Steelers over the last like 40 years have had very few losing seasons. I think this is one of the years where they're going to have a losing season. Who's that team in the NFL? Because you were just talking about the, uh, the AFC West and how you think every team, the reason the Raiders are only going to win eight and a half is because you're pointing to the Broncos being really good, the Chiefs being really good, and the Chargers being really good. But history says that injuries are going to happen, people are going to get older, things are going to happen, and one of these teams in that division is just not going to be that great. Who's it going to be? I mean, for me, it's, I think, I want to say Denver, but at the same time, they're pretty loaded everywhere. I think Denver is, so what happened with Denver is, Russell Wilson heads over there. Everybody's still saying, but Russell Wilson, if I'm not mistaken, he went to Denver before the Tyreek deal. So everybody was still Chiefs, Chiefs, Chiefs. Then Tyreek gets moved. All of a sudden, you got Juju Smith-Schuster and Patrick Mahomes' brother doing TikToks together, and they're not on the field. Now, all of a sudden, the Chiefs start slipping. The Raiders get Devontae Adams. The Chargers are supposed to be, at some point, the Chargers are going to have to cash in on all this talking that they've been doing. Chargers fans have been chirping a lot about Justin Herbert. And Justin Herbert is in, I believe he was in tier one or high tier two. When you talk about the Bleacher Report uh, article that came out when, when it comes to the quarterbacks, at some point, you got to win some games. And they, and they got a pass last year, didn't get the tie, didn't get into the playoffs. If you are the Chargers and you don't want to be considered that second fiddle to the Rams for much longer, you got to make something happen. And you got the guys, you know, you go out, you get some defensive guys, you get Khalil Mack. There's, there's got to be a point where you actually produce. So there have been so many guys in the NFL at the quarterback position the last 10 years that for whatever reason, and there, there's a multitude of different reasons that are behind their I guess, regressions over the years. But you point to guys like Robert Griffin III, who had that amazing first year, and you're like, mm. this guy is a star. Uh, Vince Young. There, there's just so many that looked like they were going to be that. I mean, I feel like even Mitch Trubisky had a pretty good year. One People of his always first. forget. Like if, he that, had, if that, that if field Parky, goal goes right? through. Yeah. It's all it's all different for the Bears. The double the double doing. Yeah. Yeah, the if the double doing goes through, maybe all of a sudden Mitch Trubisky's a, a viable quarterback for Chicago. But someone has fallen off this year. And I, I think Patrick Mahomes is too damn good to just fall are, off. Are the you cliff talking this year. about the quote unquote the tier one quarterback? I'm talking tier one quarterback. Young, like, so, young quarterback. Young quarterback. Someone that we think is going to be really good is is gonna fall off a cliff. So this is I don't know it's about just Cliff. historically speaking, it's right. what happens. So this is a smaller version of what we talked about with Justin Herbert. But I mean, the Bills, that is the hot pick, right? When you play roulette and you see the hot numbers and the cold numbers, the Bills are hot, hot, hot right now. If they don't at least get to the AFC championship game, this is what year three, year four of Josh Allen supposed to take that crown like everybody wants from Patrick Mahomes. Now we got to assume that Patrick Mahomes is also there, right? Joe Burrow came in and said, I'm, I'm the guy right now. So it's not either one of you anyway. But, but right now, if Josh Allen, if they don't at least get to the AFC championship or, you know, at least get to the Super Bowl, I would say you might not be able to point fingers, but it depends on how they lose. But they are on the clock, we should say, to win a Super Bowl. And you know, as fast as these windows open, they close with the quickness. They really do. So you can sit there. I mean, we thought we thought the Seahawks would be there for forever. Legion of Boom just gets dismantled. We thought the Chiefs would be there for forever. They're in the the mix all the time, but there's nothing. I mean, people thought, oh, Dan Marino, he'll be fine. He'll be back. I mean, you can't take anything for granted when it comes to getting these rings and putting yourself in a position to win, which if we're bringing it back to the Niners, that's why this is so, this decision to move on from Jimmy and give the keys to a 22-year-old. Let's see how it works out because those timelines, I mean, this team, everybody is They're saying built to win today. this defense might be as good as 2019. And if it's going to be as good as 2019, you're going to have to not waste it. It's interesting how you said that the windows close so quickly on teams. It's the same with players and especially running backs. And if, if you're a team, and that's why I look at some of these teams that are really run heavy, 
that pride themselves on running the football. I mean, look at uh, go back and Jamal Charles. That guy was like the best player flamed in football. Out. Just flamed out. Saquon Barkley may be that guy. I mean, he may never be the same player that we thought he was going to be, or he's going to be a really popular pick in fantasy because he probably won't go as one of the first it, ten running backs. Is it just me, or when it said that he put, he only missed? What was it in either 2021 or 2020? The last time it said he only missed four games. How is that Saquon? I saw he was doing an interview. Missed however many games in 2019 and then whatever the next year. And it said missed four games. It feels like I haven't seen Saquon play in in about two years. Because he wasn't good. I mean, his rookie year when he was 21, Barkley had 1,300 yards, five yards a carry. Then uh, his, his second year, he was mostly healthy, played the 13, then got hurt. He had 1,000 yards rushing, uh, 4.6 yards a carry. Then he played those two games and did nothing in those two games. Then last year, played 13 games, like you said, only missed the four, but only had 593 yards rushing and um, two touchdowns. He clearly wasn't 100%. But my question is, when it comes to running backs, and finding, right, you always joke about the running backs that can't find the holes and things like that. When it comes to running backs, your team is not necessarily great. Your quarterback is on his last leg as far as opportunities to be the starting quarterback of the New York Giants. So how do we evaluate Saquon Barkley right now? I don't know. Well, I'm looking at the Titans when we're talking about running backs and Henry coming back from injury. I know Henry is an absolute monster. Mm -hmm. Best running back in the game, personally, when he is healthy. Um, you can throw names at me all day. I'm taking Derrick Henry. But getting older, coming off a serious injury, I mean, you never know. And that's a team that when we're talking playoff teams that have championship pedigrees that could fall off that cliff, Tennessee's probably a pretty good pick. Like you said earlier, and like I said earlier as well, the windows. If this thing ends for Tennessee... Do you think they will regret believing that they could get it done with Ryan Tannehill? It's a very similar situation. Well, they haven't had any opportunities to take anyone else because they've been solid for a while. Like what you can make a trade. I mean, you could do something. Yeah, you could do something. I mean, Matt Ryan was out there. I, I'm not very high on Matt Ryan, but there are a lot of people that think Matt Ryan still has a lot. We're, we're going to find out because he has the the best running back probably aside from Derrick Henry in the game and his backfield right now, they always have a good offensive line. Um, I don't know about the Colts receivers. It, it seems like, you know, since Peyton Manning and Andrew Locke were firing football, they it's really CY Hilton. Yeah, but he's coming off injuries, getting older. I don't know if, if Hilton can be your number one guy, but um, they, they have a few receivers, but uh, actually T Y is currently a free agent. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, that, sh that shows you how much we know about the Colts. <laughs> yeah, well, Carson Wentz was supposed to do something with them. Carson Wentz is just the guy who, all right, somebody keeps telling us that you're kind of good, pretty good, and you've shown flashes. How flashes. How long flashes. can those he was flashes, excellent. How long can that last, though? He's running out of he's running out of leeway here. If you can't re-tap into that, we can't keep going back to that one well, year. Well, Jared Goff was the same way. They're, they're, and they were no, in the same but, draft class. But I would even say Carson showed more. Way more than Jared Goff. I mean, Carson was in line for MVP. Jar Jared Goff, no. Dude, here's the thing about Carson Wentz. If you are strictly a numbers watcher and you just go by the statistics... What's wrong with Carson Wentz? Last year, 27 touchdowns, 7 interceptions. I know the season before in Philly was not good whatsoever. But 27-7 and seven. in 2019, 27-7. and seven. 2018, where he was hurt, 21-7. and seven. And then the really good year that he had, 33-7. and seven. So, <laughs> Carson Wentz in six seasons of NFL football has... And four of those seasons has thrown seven interceptions four times. So he's very consistent in throwing seven interceptions. And and some left-handed. Yeah. I mean, 27 and seven, they're not bad numbers. I don't really get the, the Carson Wentz slander aside from the fact that he hasn't gotten it done. Okay, okay. He goes out, team wins the Super Bowl. So, yes, you can make fun of him that way. It's like, how much do we really but need this what, guy? But it, they, they wanted him out of Philly. They They got him out of Philly. So who? So are you? You're a Bengals guy, no? Yeah. Who day? 
you're about to face the Washington Commanders. All right, Carson Wentz is on the other side. You're doing you're doing the schedule thing. You see the Commanders and Carson Wentz. Scale of one to ten, how worried are you? I think Washington may be pretty good. You're not worried. Stop that. I'm worried. What's you might with- you might you might not say automatic W, but you're definitely not shaking in your boots. I just don't get if you're basing it solely off the numbers. And I know there's a lot more to the game than numbers, but the receivers that he was throwing to last year in Indy to throw 27 touchdowns and seven interceptions. In what world is that a quarterback that we just laugh at? No, I mean that's why Washington picked him up. But I'm saying, as far as him being that guy, just I, I don't. Yeah, I, I, you're right. I don't think he's ever going to be that guy. Yeah, he's a he, he is, but he's a tier two quarterback. Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. But just like we watched Michael Jordan in 2020, this is Carson Wentz's last dance. People are going to stop taking chances on him if he does not at least get to the playoffs this year, especially in that division. Although the Eagles are going to be their Eagles are going to be much better. And obviously the Cowboys aren't going anywhere. And then you have the Giants who we, we have no clue. We, we, we don't expect the Giants to do anything really. On the other side, San Francisco 49ers talk. We are gearing up for the regular season as the Niners look to hopefully get back to the Super Bowl. It's been a good couple of years. Eh, two of the last three have been real good for the San Francisco 49ers. And on paper, it's shaping up to be another one in a pivotal season for Kyle Shanahan, John Lynch, and company in Santa Clara. Chuck and Allen with you on 95.7 The Game. We'll be right back. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? You spend only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 